Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Rachel Rill, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship or they're confused, trying to figure it out. Guys, I'm doing my walk and talk this morning. You might hear cars riding in the background. You might hear the birds chirping, which is a beautiful thing. And you might hear dogs barking, things of that nature, because I am outside walking and talking. So you might hear anything in the background, guys, but I want to get this content to you and give you the support. Try to give you daily support as much as I possibly can, especially with the weather breaking now. And I know that anyone who's dealing with narcissistic abuse and you're going through your healing, you know, you need that support. Um, There is a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you that. You just have to continue to walk in that direction in your healing and take heed to all of the content that you hear that resonates with you and learn from it. Continue to do your own research as well because that's going to be a part of your healing as well that will help you to heal, you know, when you can understand exactly what you're going through or what you're dealing with, you can kind of know how to tackle it a little bit differently than not knowing and trying to do things blindfolded and not really getting the positive results that I'm sure you're looking for. Um, Just to put the disclaimer out there, I am Rachel Real, a driver who was in a five-year narcissistic abusive relationship, didn't know what it was when I originally started out and something wasn't right. And I began to do crazy massive research and eventually just figured it out and moved accordingly and got away from the situation. I had to put in the work, I did it, and I'm here to help you to do the same. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, therapist, or anything of the like. However, I am a certified life coach helping people to mediate uh, between their, in their relationship. I serve as a mediator, you know, just to help you to, the two parties to understand how to move forward or however many parties are involved, but just serving as a mediator, referee, coach, whatever you want to call it, but providing those types of services to give back. If you hear the wind blowing again, it's because I'm walking, I'm going to try to talk over it, but, um, yeah, let's get into it. So now that that disclaimer is out there, today's message we're going to talk about. I saw something come in my inbox. I emailed today. One of the questions was, um, it was, should I forgive the narcissist? Should you forgive the narcissist? That's the question. Should you forgive the narcissist? Absolutely. That's a part of your healing. Forgiveness is not about the person who's offending you or who did harm to you, it's about your healing journey. Because when you don't forgive, unfortunately, oh, listen to the birds talking. They agree. Um, They're chirping. (laughs) So cool. But yeah, forgiveness is about you, the person who's been hurt and who's been offended. You know, that's what it's about. So to hold on to things, sometimes it can force you to become the very become like the very person that you hate 
you know, do the things that you didn't like that they did to you, do it back to them. Sometimes it's like a natural instinct, which is why you hear often to put in the work, to put in the work. And that is because it is an effort to put in the work to let go of the things that held you back or was holding you back. Also, if I sound like I'm out of breath, it's because I'm out of shape. <laughs> I'm out here walking, trying to get back into things. But anyway, yes, um, it is important to, you know, forgive. But you do have to do it in your own timing. And you have to use your own discernment, your own assessing, you know, your own assessments to determine what that looks like for you. I can speak for me, forgiveness and letting go and letting God as a Christian, I let go and I gave it to God. So I just knew that this battle was beyond anything that I could handle, anything that I could fix. And when it gets to that point, you have to give it to give it over to God. You got to give it over to a higher being bigger than you who knows what what it is, you know, and recognize that it's beyond your control. So let it go. You know, that's how that's my opinion. And it's what worked for me because I don't have any malice in my heart towards uh, the narcissistic person that I was married to. That was his personality. Um, a lot of the things that I experienced, I saw the red flags and I ignored them, you know, or I made excuses for them. So I became more self-aware to ask myself, why did I feel that it was okay to accept someone who had that personality? You know, that's the thing. We have a choice in the situation for the most part. And it's like to stay in it. I'm not going to sit there and give someone that kind of credit if I stayed, you know, if I stayed in it, I'm going to take full accountability that it was my choice that I made to stay there. And when I decided that enough was enough, I left. Now, was it that simple? Absolutely not. I left, went back, put him out, had him to come back. It was a cycle over five years. Um, married him, divorced him, married him again, divorced him again for the final time because I did not know what I was dealing with, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now, just to raise awareness about the personality disorder, to also offer the assistance and help and give validation to individuals who are confused and don't really know exactly what they're dealing with or are second guessing themselves, which is why this podcast is called You Ain't Crazy. Good morning. It's called You Ain't Crazy because I want you to understand that you will second guess yourself sometimes. You will be like, did that really happen? Is this person really doing this? And you just have to look at the pattern because when you see the pattern, it's not, that's why it's confusing because there are times when they'll do something and you'll be like, okay, everybody does that. Everybody has told a lie before. Everybody has done something unfavorable to our culture you know, before in their lifetime. Nobody's perfect. We're all a work in progress. Like I used to come up with so many different types of things that I felt like I needed to just constantly give a pass to the abuse that I was receiving. And especially if I responded, if I responded and did something back, like a tit for tat, you want to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You want to say something degrading to me, I'm going to say something back degrading to you. So Whenever I did that, I gave another pass because I felt like, okay, we're both wrong. 
in the situation. But what I noticed was when I stopped, because I began to take full accountability and responsibility for my actions, but I didn't see that on the other side. And again, that's why it lasted for as long as it did, the five-year period that I'm referring to, off and on, off and on, it was never consistent. But because I was trying to make it work with everything that I had, it literally was draining me. It was draining everything in me that I knew, okay, I cannot lose myself in something that's clearly not worth it. You know, so I began to really, really focus on the different patterns that I was seeing, like what would make someone so cold? They could be so nice at one moment and be cold at another moment. What would make someone kind of like defend a stranger to them, but, and, and go against me, you know, who was his wife at the time. And even if it was like a friend of mine that he had just met, a girlfriend or someone that he had just met, and maybe she and I had a difference or something like that. I'll never forget, it was something with a cake situation. I was supposed to bake a cake and didn't get to the person's house in time. Fooling with him, that was the cause that I didn't get the girl her cakes in time. And meanwhile, had to be like, okay, I can't bring the desserts because she wanted me to bake a cake, a couple of cakes. And dealing with the situation with him caused me to not even be able to do it. Don't even talk about the motivation. The time it took with me arguing, he was supposed to be going to the event as well, that it all just fell to pieces, which wasn't uncommon with him, dealing with dealing with him. It wasn't uncommon to be deciding to go somewhere, agreeing to go somewhere together, and the next thing you know, you're not going because you've had some kind of issue or some kind of difference that created high good morning, that created an argument. And meanwhile, who's trying to go somewhere, definitely at a positive event, a celebratory event, when you've just had this crazy crap just happen between two parties who are supposed to be in love with each other and spouses. I don't do that. I'm not trying to bring no negative energy to somebody's event or a celebratory event or in their space, period. You know, but being married and over one, trying to be one with this toxic person. It was just unbearable. But long and short, with that situation, when she and I um, had our difference of opinion about the situation, or we were going back and forth, and I was trying to explain to her why I couldn't get there with the cakes or whatever, he's siding with her when, you know, that's why you didn't do so-and-so with her cakes, and that's why you, you did this to her, and you did that. Like, he went so far in more than what she even did. You would have thought I didn't bring the cakes for him. And it was something as petty as that. It was so small. It wasn't even that serious. It was a dessert, one of like 10 desserts that I was supposed to come with. I was one of 10 people, you know, so it wasn't like it was any kind of downfall on her end. She didn't even care like that. But he blew it up out of proportion with me, not necessarily with her, but he said all of these hurtful things to me. And I'm like... How are you going to start with her and you don't even know her like that? But that's the personality disorder, guys. They will act like they know a person so well. Anything to tear you down, especially if they think that you're this strong person, because that's usually who they go for, strong-willed people, and they will try to get in there in any way to try to break you down. He knows I'm a loyal person. 
and to not do something for someone that I agreed to do something for, you know, I speak about your word being your bond and things like that. I'm not going to let somebody down. So he knew exactly what he was doing when he started out doing it. Did I know that at the time? Absolutely not. I did not. So when I say you have to do your work, put the time in to really understand the disorder so that you will know how to start shutting up and not even respond to the BS that they come with, you really got to do that because, again, that is your only way to really defend yourself without the arguing and all of that. Okay, I'm not going to say it had never happened because I'm sure if you're in it nine times out of ten, you've had arguments, you know, and just because you hear a lot of content creators or people saying don't feed into it, don't respond, go gray rock, it doesn't mean you're a doormat. It's the opposite. It means that you're stronger. When you start fussing and all of that back with them, eventually, if you continue to do that, you're going to be that very person that you hate. You're going to be that. You're going to start picking up their ways, the very ways that you don't like. You're going to start picking them up. And if you don't want to change your character, like I didn't want to change my character, as it began to change, uh, some of my positive traits began to turn negative, and it was affecting me and my other relationships. You know, I lost some relationships behind this, but I'm not mad about it because at the end of the day, life is about growth. It's about moving forward. It's about learning, you know, from your mistakes and moving forward accordingly in a better fashion. And if there are people who you've lost along the way on that journey, so be it. Because at the end of the day, people, I believe, my opinion again, those who should be with you will be with you especially if you're on your healing journey and you've turned the tables around, you know, you've redirected, you've rerouted the direction you were going in. And if there are people who can't appreciate that and they were okay when you were down and out and dealing with that nonsense, you don't need them in your life anyway. You move on. You will pick, just like anything else, you will pick up loyal friends, loyal acquaintances. My family are my closest friends. You know, of course, yes, I have my children who are near and dear to me. And, you know, this man tried to come in between those relationships. But thank God they were restored, which they can be as well. You know, if people are willing, again, if your family members are willing to receive you for you, you being on your new journey, you know, those who will, great. Those who won't, I see you when you get your life together, you know, should that happen. But you can't be. Don't worry about that. Worry about yourself. So I say that to say, when it comes to forgiving the narcissist, in my opinion, I just believe, of course, you got to do it in your own time. But the, the, for me, it was just great for me. When I did that, when I let go and let God, meaning forgave the narc, that's when things began to turn in my life for the better. That's when... I, I began to start healing. I wasn't ruminating. I wasn't worried about who he's with. As a matter of fact, we live in the same community. And I'm not even bothered. It's so, I don't want to say it's weird because I know God can do anything, but it's it's so great that I look at this person like you're just another person. And may the Lord bless you with whomever you're with now, because I understand I was able to get my confidence back that it wasn't just about me. This is who this person is. And he did it to the person he was with before me. 
that person, I was not his first wife. I was the fourth, you know? So I had to forgive myself because like I said, there were so many red flags that I saw before really, really confirming that you have a narcissistic personality because I started to see, I can't say it enough, pattern, pattern, pattern. I began to see the pattern of the tears didn't bother me anymore, the I love yous, the buying stuff. None of that meant anything to me anymore. I could care less. Whereas before, he just moved me over because I'm a forgiving person. I'm an empathetic person. You know, I feel the hurt and pain of others. So that's me. And I'm always trying to figure out where's the bright light. Let me help you reach it. But with a person who has a toxic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, you can't. Some people, they just don't want to get there or they need like some serious help from a therapist or psychiatrist or whatever, something that they're more than likely will not do because they are very lazy individuals and they don't want to look at themselves. In their mind, they've pumped themselves up to be better than they are because they're so empty inside and they think so little of themselves they feel that they don't deserve love and all of that. So they got to pump themselves up so much to psych their mind so that they can even exist. So when you're with someone who has that kind of personality, you already know. You already get it. You are about to be tortured like pure hell. Fire. Crazy. That's exactly how it is. So when you come to reality to say, hey, I'm really dealing with this, you got to make the right choice for yourself. And your children, if you have them, if you still have dependents in your home, you know, if you have a business or something with them, you're going to have to learn how to move accordingly, learn how it's, it's like with anybody who has some kind of disorder or whether it's bipolar, whether it's maybe depression, I don't know, but any of these personalities, anything that can kind of shift a person's personality. You know, you got to move accordingly. And back to a person who has a narcissistic personality, there are just some things that you cannot talk about because you're not going to get transparency never from an arc. So how can you go and do anything with somebody who's always lying to you, backstabbing you, like sabotaging any good thing, any? They thrive to just shut it down. They drive, they just, they're driven to just cause drama, no matter what, no matter what. Can they act like everything is going cool? Yeah, but you better believe right around the corner, some shit's about to happen. So you always got to keep your guards up and you're going to be living on defense 24-7. So it's like, again, I'm going to wrap this up, but you're going to have to count your losses or and and receive your blessing because to get out of that thing is a blessing. You hear what I'm saying? To get out of it is a blessing, which is why I do what I do with joining the community to raise awareness about this disorder because people need to hear this stuff. People need help, you know, and I want you to understand that you ain't crazy. If you are a person who's experiencing narcissistic abuse, whether it's in an intimate setting, whether it's your job, whether it's your family member, you know, do your research and see if they're checking those boxes. See if you see a pattern of consistency with that process of 
the the whole love bombing, devaluing, discarding you and hoovering you back, hoovering you back in to do it all over again to you, just to constantly abuse you. That's the cycle of abuse with them, you know? And it doesn't mean that they're gonna come look in a certain way. No, these are very charming people, which is why, again, it's so abusive and debilitating to individuals who find themselves in that situation is because they look the total opposite to other people who they're not around 24-7. They look like, you know, they're great salespeople. They can be very, very successful because, again, they have to shine. So you better believe they're going to try to be successful because they got to look apart, you know. But unfortunately, a lot of those individuals have that personality disorder. So you just got to be careful and to tread lightly and understand how to move with them. So back again, gain as much knowledge as you can because we live in this world all together and we have to learn how to deal with difficult people. You don't have to engage and, you know, go back and forth with them. When you see people being that way, it's like, okay, now I know. That's the beautiful thing. You ain't got to guess. They will show you that mask will slip, honey. That mask is going to slip. And you're going to see them for exactly who they are. They do not have to, they can't cover it up for long, which is why it's so hurtful to people like it was to me. Because you're thinking that everything is cool. And the next thing you know, you see this different individual and you're like, what in the world? What happened? Everything was so great. Nope. It was all a fake facade. It was all a fake. It was a mask. And you thought you were with somebody who you who never existed. They just did everything they thought they needed to do to get you and to keep you. So, you know, the next thing you know, the backstabbing, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, you know, anything. There's so many people who deal with different things, you know, in their situation. We all have a story, but the one thing that we all can agree on is that they will torture the hell out of you. You know, if you didn't get cheated on, you probably got lied on or lied to, you know, or betrayed. If you didn't get be, you know, like they're always going to do so many of the same things, you know. Um, so, again, as I wrap this up and close, I say to you that, yes, he'll, I mean, to, should you forgive the narcissist? If you want to heal um, you have to do it in your own timing. And for me, letting go and letting God was the best thing that I could do. And with that, for me, I can't speak for anyone else. It allowed me to heal. Um, that's all I can say to you. It really did. Like forgiving. I, I don't hold malice in my heart towards nobody because when, for me, when I do that, it feels like it's like, unnecessary space being taken in my body you know it's like it's it's pulling something away from me like I'm still holding on to that person to not forgive somebody who hurts me I just let go and give it to God and forgive because I would want God to forgive me if I did something wrong and I'm not focused on oh is the person remorseful how do they treat me now I don't care first of all I'm going not I'm not going to be around you like that to do anything to me and even if you did I don't care I don't care what you do. I'm not giving you that power because I don't live with you. I'm not around you. You know, I'm healed and moving forward. And the fact that I gave it all to God and I forgave, there's nothing in him. I mean, there's nothing in me that's holding on to him. And I just feel that when you don't forgive, you're still holding on to a piece of that thing that you dislike, a piece of that personality you're keeping it with you. Who wants that? Ill. 
like I wanted to be, I, I called it a detox, detox from all of that mess I went through and that relationship, that toxic relationship. I didn't want any parts of it. And when I was holding on, like the anger that from the from everything that I went through, it still allowed me to have him as a part of my life. So I knew I had to forgive, to let go and let God. Wait a minute, because this guy is, he got some kind of blower. Oh, okay. But I had to let go and let God. And with letting go and let God, I forgave him. And I'm good. So even if I see him, you know, in passing, hey, how you doing? That's it. All I am. I'm so grateful that I'm not involved with him. So I don't give a damn who you with and who you're not with. I know you ain't with me. <laughs> you're not with me. We're not together. So that alone is a breath of fresh air. Because again, I forgave him. You know, whatever you got to deal with with yourself is what you have to do. You know, but it's like one of those things where again, once I forgave, anytime I'm, I, I have these thoughts about what he did, what he didn't do, how he broke my car. You know, I used to get angry every time I looked at what he broke um, on my vehicle. So, and that came from. Yeah, don't even get me started going back to what he did, but restraining me from getting out of his house, and I knocked his glass, and he was drinking, knocked his glass off the table. I didn't even know the glass broke on the carpet. It was on the carpet, and he, in turn, came out drinking and driving, and made a U-turn in the middle of the street, and went and got out the car, and took his arm, and uh, knocked my passenger, excuse me, knocked the driver's side of the mirror off of my car. And that was jealousy. You know, he was jealous when I got the car. So it's just little things like that, that I felt like it would sting every time I thought about it. Cause I always have to like adjust my mirror cause I had to retouch the thing on. It was like close to over $800 in damages to my vehicle. And meanwhile, he claimed he was going to pay for it. After we broke up, got back together, I even went back after that. Claimed he was going to pay for it. That never happened. Meanwhile, I was stuck with a broken mirror. But I was able to attach it. Fortunately, it still works. However, I still have to always adjust it, adjust it, adjust it. You know, um, instead of when you adjust your outside, your, your, your mirror on your car, your car door, you usually can set it and it'll stay. Mine is always needing to be adjusted. That's another story. But nevertheless, the point is that used to trigger me. I used to get so angry because I'm like, that bastard did this to my car. Da, 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 da. Like, but when I, once I forgave him, that's the moral of the story. And I let go and let God, it doesn't even bother me. I mean, I just adjust it and I know I'm going to buy a new car. So it's all good. You know, thank God my car still runs. There's no other problems with it, you know, as he wanted it to be. Um, but yeah, to God be the glory, I was able to get past that. So I say to you again, that's why I'm here to talk to you guys, to just give you hope, to let you know, you can do this. You can get through it. You really, really can. You just got to put the work in. And if you're struggling with forgiving, you know, maybe you just need to get some, some therapy, some counseling, some coaching, or just research about the personality disorder because I am a compassionate person. My heart goes out to anybody who has any kind of issues, you know? 
um, in your life that you've had. We've all had them. And there are those of us who have healed from them. We did the work and tried to move past our trauma or were able to, was able to move past our trauma. You know, ignorance doesn't excuse you. And just because they didn't doesn't mean that you're a doormat. You don't have to be that doormat to them, you know, because they're responsible for getting help for their childhood trauma as well. And just because you don't and you have this disorder or just because you didn't and you have this disorder, it doesn't give you the okay to be able to hurt other people. And they're not going to look at it like that, but you do, you know, and again, hopefully, hopefully this makes sense, you know, to you. I pray that you will get the necessary help that you need, you know, and for healing and knowing that forgiveness is up to you, how you do it, if you do it, things like that. I'm just giving you my experience and how for letting go and letting God and forgiving, how it worked for me and it helped me to take my power back and be that loving, caring person that I am, that empathetic person, that compassionate person, you know, to just extend it to the right people and not allow it to be a codependent for people who does not deserve, you know, my time. So there you have it, guys. You got this. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Peace and blessings to you. I love you much. Your girl, Rachel Real, is out. Hopefully this wind is not too bad. Maybe it's going to be my background instead of my music. I love you guys. Bye. See you on the next episode. Bye.